want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. question for you mm-hmm. if you could bring back any show from the past what would it be that's quite a big question yeah i'm springing it on you i'm gonna say united states of Terra. oh yeah huh. i really liked that show that was good yeah yeah that was good yeah that would be good to come back and i've been i don't know yeah i think that's i think that would be like my pick yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, you're gonna laugh at mine. Mine would be the Fall Guy. Really? Yeah, because I love Colt Seavers. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I miss I miss those like late seventies, early eighties shows. Yeah. Um, they had like these staple things that they would do. Yeah. Like um. Like those cheesy things? Yeah. Yeah. Like cars would always be like going off jumps for no reason. <laughs> or they would, um, right be- like right before they would hit something, they'd catch on fire. Yeah. Always. That yeah. Was always. Um, and they were always like driving through fruit stands for some reason. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They did have a lot of fruit stands back then. Yep. Like in the middle of the street. I used to like uh, Chips a lot, too. Do you remember that show? Barely, but yeah. yeah. That was a real cheese fest. The glasses, right? The sunglasses? Yeah, yeah. The aviator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, One of the best episodes I saw was, it wasn't a fruit stand, but uh, there was like a car chase, and somebody drove into uh, like an onion stand, and I remember... If you remember any of the characters, Ponch and John were standing by the this car that was spinning its tires in the onions, mm-hmm. and they were crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous and great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Them were the days. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old and stupid. <laughs> so completely unrelated. Okay. What what would be your worst example of procrastination? Uh, hello? Uh, I don't know. Can I tell you later? <laughs> All right, so enough fucking around. Okay. Speaking of shows coming back. Yeah. I've heard that Beavis and Butthead is going to be... Making a return. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to look like in today's society, but I love me some Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Um, I'm cautiously excited mm-hmm. and optimistic. Mm-hmm. Mike Judge is pretty creative, though, so yeah. I feel like he he can uh, handle it. I'm hoping. I agree. Yeah. I got a joke for you. Okay. How do you make your wife scream during sex? Mm, I don't know. I would call you and tell you about it. 
Just kidding. Funny. No. <laughs> you know you're the apple in my eye. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The apple on your eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to some new releases from Rochester. All right, we got some good ones. First up is Fox 45 with Awake in the Dark, and this is off their new release, The Nature of Paper. After that, we're going to hear Invictra with the song Chaos Theory off of Chaos Theory.
So both of those are available now on Bandcamp. They sure are. And actually, Fox 45 is donating half of their profits to one of our favorite local venues, the Bug Jar. That's cool. Who they haven't been open in months now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely a local favorite. Even a non-local favorite, Chris Natalini yeah, remembers everyone coming through and playing at the Bug Jar. Uh, most, most bands that have been to Rochester at least once and are metal know what the Bug Jar is. Yeah. And a lot that aren't metal, <laughs> like alternative and stuff. Yeah, they do a lot of non-metal stuff there too. Yeah. Um, another thing too, uh, Invictor did a live stream from Photo City. And it came out really good. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. And uh, they posted the whole show on their Facebook page. So, mm-hmm. And then you shared it, right? Did, yeah. Yeah. But if you didn't see it, you can see it now after the fact. Yes. And it's it's very good. Yeah. Um. So if you don't mind, I'm going to dig in your pocket. You are? Yeah. There's still a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this article on cracked.com mm-hmm. is um, about something that most of us dream would happen to us. Mm-hmm. Winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. And this article is about people whose lives were ruined mm-hmm. by winning the lotto. Mm-hmm. And some of these are kind of crazy. Uh, the first one, Tonda Dickerson mm-hmm. Um a man tipped his Waffle House waitress with a lottery ticket, which ended up winning $10 million. Wow. The woman's coworkers, the IRS, and the man who tipped all sued her. If that wasn't enough drama, her ex-husband kidnapped her. <laughs> she shot him in the chest in self-defense, which allowed her to escape. Wow. That's some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yoroji Khan was found dead a day after cashing his scratch-off ticket for in for $1 million. Natural causes? Cyanide was found in his bloodstream, but mm. no arrest was made. Mm. I wonder what happened to that million dollars then. Right. I think um, there's a lot of things that you don't consider when when you imagine winning the lottery. Oh, Yeah. Like people calling you like with their GoFundMe stories. Yeah. Like your friends and family. You might as well fucking write them off. Gone. (laughs) What? All right. Carrying on here. (laughs) Ibi Ronchioli. How dare you? I know. I totally did not say that name right. Oh, I thought you were cursing at me in Yiddish. uh, No. (laughs) Uh. Ron Cioli won $5 million in 1991. She spent most of the money before she and her husband retired, giving $2 million to a secret son she had with a man who wasn't her husband. Secret son. Her husband was found guilty of manslaughter after poisoning and killing her. Mm. Um, Basil Thorne. This is an interesting one. That's a great name. Uh, Basil Thorne <laughs> won the Australian lottery in 1960. His picture was plastered all over newspapers. His eight-year-old son was kidnapped for ransom and eventually killed. Because of this tragedy, lottery winners in Australia, in Australia can remain anonymous. Hmm. 
That's sad. Yeah. That sounds like an Italian porn star name. <laughs> Basil Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William Bud Post. Post had $2.46 in his bank account when he won $16.2 million in the lottery, but he would say, I was much happier when I was broke. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. It's understandable when you learn his brother hired a hitman to kill Post and his wife. Post went to prison for firing a shotgun over a debt collector's head, and he went bankrupt before he died. (laughs) So you got to write that family off. (laughs) Once you win, you got to (laughs) disappear. Um, what's this one? For our families listening, I'm just kidding. Yeah, kidding. We're never winning the lottery. No. Billy Bob Harrell. After winning $31 million, Harrell was generous with his money. He bought houses for several family members and donated large amounts to his church. However, the money caused a lot of tension and Harrell confided to his financial advisor, winning the lottery is the worst thing that ever happened to me. 20 months after hitting the jackpot, he took his own life. Aw. Aw. These are sad. Yeah. You know what would complete all this? If someone was rolled up in a carpet. <laughs> yeah, that that story really resonated with people. Yeah. So speaking of a hole in my pocket, huh. we have a severed release that's brand new. Mangled Atrocity what? is the band. <laughs> what does that have to do with a hole in your pocket? A mangled atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to hear uh, the song Cranial Induced Orgasm. And then we're going to go into the wolf garden with Seed of a Giant Tree.
is Mama Nat, and you're listening to Grim Dystopian. Ben, keep it up, or I'm going to beat you with my dildo. And it's probably going to be the big one. <laughs> Got a joke. Okay. All right. Uh, a man is sitting at the bar, his head in his hands. The bartender comes up and says, What's the matter, buddy? The man said, this is the worst thing ever. I caught my wife in bed with my best friend. The bartender goes, oh man, that really sucks. What did you do? The man says, I told her to pack her shit and get the fuck out. And the bartender goes, what about your best friend? And the man goes, I looked him straight in the eyes and said, bad dog, bad dog. Oh. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know about that. <laughs> So you got you got something to tell me about uh, a dream you had, I think. Yeah, really strange dream. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really strange dream. For some reason, I had a dream that Gigi Allen was making tea out of a steeped turd. <laughs> That's probably not a dream. <laughs> He's probably done that on many occasions. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. I must have seen something. Mm -hmm. I had to have. I I don't know. Do you remember the documentary we saw with him? Yeah. And he was naked? Yeah. And he pulled shit out of his ass and was wiping it all over himself and throwing it at the crowd? Yeah. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) How how would that fare in today's COVID days? (laughs) Yeah, probably not well. I don't think they'd be worried worried so much about masks anymore at that point. (laughs) Mud masks. <laughs> Ugh. Um, I, <laughs> this is kind of mean, but it brought back a memory. So, um, I was looking out the window and I saw someone walking a dog yeah. and they tripped like real hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was like a violent trip. Achilles hard. Um, no, not nearly that hard. <laughs> and that is literally the best memory ever. Um, but I don't know what made me think of it, and I completely forgot about it until I saw that trip. Um, but I remember I had to have been like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and I was walking down um, the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And you know those like manhole covers that aren't they're, like the real size? They're manhole? mini manhole covers. Yeah, they're, they're normally like blue, like, I like think. Like for me. <laughs> Well, somebody had taken the cover off, so there was like this, I don't know, like eight inch Mm -hmm. hole in the ground, Mm -hmm. and I was walking along and obviously didn't see it, and Mm -hmm. I, my foot literally like perfectly went down into the hole, Uh and it swallowed my whole entire leg. (laughs) Um it really fucked me up, too, and I was so embarrassed, because I was like walking down like a busy street. Yeah. Were you... Were you alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you think your legs being on backwards helped or <laughs> hindered? I don't know. <laughs> it really messed me up. Like, it caught from, like, my... Because those things are, like, cement. Yeah. So, it caught me at, like, my shin and my entire <laughs> leg scraped all the way down. I was bleeding everywhere. Were you stuck? Uh, I had trouble getting out because <laughs> I... It's, like, one leg was completely bent down and the other one was in the hole so i had to 
you know, an yeah. 11, 12 year old, you don't have much upper body strength. Yeah. So like I kind of struggled uh-huh. and nobody stopped to help me. Uh-huh. And then I had to walk home with like all these gashes. <laughs> <laughs> then you got yelled at when you got home. <laughs> yeah, probably. Fucking ruin your clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Weird. That's funny. It's weird what triggers you to think back on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We uh we did this weekend go to Record Archive. Mm-hmm. And that was a ton of fun because we got we to see all of our friends. We went twice. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. And that was fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, s- Friday when we went, mm. we bought a whole bunch of cool used records. Yeah. We found some good stuff. We did. Some local stuff. Um, old 45s. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Definitely. It was a good trip. It was. It was. Okay, so looking at the notes, it looks like we have a block of death metal for the folks. So I think we're going to start with an Eater's Curse from Texas with their new release, Fury. And then we're going to go into Destroyers of All from Portugal with Break the Chains. And then we're going to go into Ossuary with Bestial Triumph. Uh.
expose my minions of the Metal Inquisition. This is the Exalted Piledriver. You're listening to Grim Dystopians describing basically the fall of human mankind as we know it in song.
enjoying these songs today. Yeah, good stuff. I always do, but um, so speaking of the record archive and picking up some records, mm -hmm. I happened to stumble across this article that about a technology that I was unaware of, and I wanted to share it with you. Okay, it's a uh, it's called a multi-sided record, multi-sided recording. Okay. For vinyl. So how does this work? Um, so they have basically like a like a, a record has like a one kind of long groove uh -huh. that guides the needle through the record. The record. Yeah. Until the end. Um, this has this has like more than one groove. So depending on what groove it's in, traveling on to that in, inside uh -huh. of the record, it. You could put... Um, so it has like double the lines. Yeah. So it has different... It could have different songs, like twice the amount of songs on one side. Uh, that's pretty cool. Depending on where you put the record down. Is and this new? No. It, I think uh, what I read is there was... It was done in like the very early 1900s, I think, the first time. Whoa. Yeah. But um, the most cited one is uh, actually a Monty Python record that was... The it was called the infamous three-sided marching tie and handkerchief album from 1973, and um, it said both sides were labeled side two. One was normal. The other side contained contained a pair of grooves, each of which held different material. That's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I never. It makes sense, but I never knew that existed. Me neither. No idea. Um, and then they, they cite like some other bands doing it, and uh, Mad Magazine did something with it, I guess, with a flexi disc. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's any metal records that, that have that technology. We should research it. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. I never heard of that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, here comes Grandma.
Mm-hmm. Another goodie in Grandma's Pantry. Yes. So we have to uh, credit Jay Marshall with that one. Mm-hmm. Thanks for suggesting it. Um, so that had to go back to, uh, maybe two weeks, I think, we played Dusk Machine. Yes. Um, and that had uh, Joe Kumo mm-hmm. in the band Yep. currently. And um, this band that we just played was Ramrod from, I think, 94. They released that promo. And that had Joe um, vocals, guitar, and it had Sebastian Marino on guitar, and it had Rob Mount on drums. And they all played a part in Liege Lord at one point. Cool. It, if not on a recording live. And that band broke up when Sebastian and Joe went to Overkill. Ah, okay. So, and that was our Rochester tie. Awesome. For this week. I like it. From Grandma's Pantry. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Um, so, interesting follow-up to your record, your double groove okay. records. Um, so, I looked on, well, I didn't look on, I Googled it, mm-hmm. and a Snopes article came up, uh-huh. and it mentioned the Mad Magazine release that you mm. briefly discussed, uh-huh. a super spectacular day. Uh-huh. And apparently, the disc played a standard introductory section about the start of a wonderful, super spectacular day, then produced one of several different comedic bad endings to that day involving such topics as alien abductions, zits, and a visiting mother-in-law. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a fun little fact obviously that I didn't know because I'm just kind of learning about this is the 12-inch version of Kate Bush's Sensual World Mm. um, has one track containing the standard vocal version and the other playing an instrumental version. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then 12-inch version of the Fine Young Cannibals Good Thing single from 1989. I think this is lacking in the metal department. Yeah, I think this would be really cool. People could do really creative things with this. Yeah, it's probably expensive, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm sure. It is cool, though. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for teaching me something today. Yeah, thanks (laughs) for teaching me more on something. (laughs) Everyone's probably bored as hell. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of travel around the world in virtual music land. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. where do you think the most overhyped place that you've actually visited was? Not in not in virtual land, but like in real. I don't understand. Like where where is the biggest disappointing place that you've actually been in real life? Um Hmm. Honestly, this is kind of corny. But I'm going to say Washington, D.C. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Not a fan? No. Um, I went for like that whole eighth grade trip or whatever. Uh-huh. And I don't, I might have talked about this on the show before, but um, I came back from that trip very upset mm-hmm. at the amount of homeless people. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, as a kid, I wasn't really exposed to that or used to seeing it. So, 
walking down the street, seeing that for the first time, um, away from your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It bothered you. Yeah. I yeah. just felt extra vulnerable, I guess. Uh-huh. And, and nobody to really talk to about it. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I was a super sensitive kid. Uh-huh. So I kind of picked up on things that most people yeah. probably wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. And then my mom made me sit down and write a letter to the president about it. What? <laughs> <laughs> and you did? Yep. How'd that go? I don't know. I never heard back. <laughs> and I'm sure homelessness in Washington, D.C. is still an issue. So. All right. Did, did it actually get sent? Yeah, I think, it, I think she actually sent it. Huh. Yeah. Did she address it, the president? I Yep. <laughs> Dear Mr. President. That's great. Yeah. Hmm. How about you? Uh, was that a lame answer? I felt no. like it was a lame answer. No, but. no, no. I, um, I don't know. When I thought of this, the, mine's even more lame, but it was kind of funny, I think. Um, it's not going to be like that Yogi Bear no. campground. <laughs> no. Uh, and it's not even like a real... I guess it's um, like we didn't travel far to go there, but it was um, when we, I think for one of our anniversaries, we went to Bellhurst Castle and we heard how great it was there and we got there and we're like, this place is a fucking historic shithole. No, well, no, it wasn't a shithole. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. (laughs) What... I think the thing oh, is, man. so they... Bellhurst is going to drop us as one of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... No, I think it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And it's located in a beautiful yeah, it area. Is. It is, yeah. But the thing was, we stayed in like the historical part of the castle because we heard it was haunted and uh-huh. we thought maybe we would have some cool experience. Yeah. But they have like a whole nother section that's like brand new, spa, beautiful, upscale... Mm. So we were in the shithole section. It wasn't a shithole. Yes, session. it was. No, Don't it you remember? Wasn't. Fucking okay. went to dinner. It's fucking burning up in there. Well, it was the warm waitress in there. is pouring sweat all over the place. <laughs> There's fucking bugs falling as we're talking, <laughs> in her food. There's like think a fucking bug fell on the waitress's head when she was talking. <laughs> it was disgusting. No. Yeah, it was a fucking hole. No, stop. No. Why are you so protective of that place? Because it's not a hole. It's, it's a- haunt- What if it is haunted? <laughs> <laughs> then they come here and get me. <laughs> we have two different no. opinions. And do you remember the bedroom? Well, hun, it was. It's a really old place. It's All a right. historical place, so they kept it. the The feel of mm. okay the era. All right. You keep your Washington, I'll keep my Bellhurst. Yeah, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you meant you and I. No, I didn't. Oh, I, okay. For some reason, that's what I thought of. Because um, when we've traveled, like, or I've traveled out of state, I've, I don't really remember being too disappointed. Yeah. I did go to, and I don't know, I guess there's more to do there than we did, but... When we went to Richmond, I went for work and I was training and you came to visit, remember? Yeah. And we just did nothing. It was like... There was like nothing to do. I know. I know there's stuff in Richmond, but we were 
Yeah, but we were kind of like... In a bad location, I think. It, we were in a bad location, and we were at the mercy of like your... You had to work, so... Yeah, yeah. That was kind of hard. Yeah. But that wasn't an awful trip. No. It was just... It was kind of like being in Rochester. Like, exactly. Being, yeah, in a suburb of Rochester, not knowing yeah. where to go. Yeah. With so. everything probably being a half hour away. Yeah. Anything that we would kind of be interested in yeah yeah like there there was like a hotel and an applebee's by us and that was it yeah um i do so this weekend was beautiful weather Mm kind of hot but it's summer so Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna complain me neither and it kind of made me think like oh man maybe we should like get back into camping again because when we first started like dating Mm -hmm. we did a lot of camping a lot of rain camping uh but the problem is (laughs) Every time we went, we were completely rained out. Mm-hmm. Like, n- I'm not talking like an hour or two of rain and everything's wet and it sucks, but it dries and mm-hmm. you move on. Th- th- like soaking, can't have fires, right. can't sit outside. The entire time. The entire weekend mm-hmm. rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we finally gave up. But I do think one of our more memorable trips <laughs> is when we set up... <laughs> our tent on top of a pile of dog shit uh-huh. and we didn't realize it <laughs> until it was like 11 p.m because yeah. you don't hang out in your yeah. tent during yeah. the day right and we laid our heads down and it was <laughs> it smelled like shit on toilet paper <laughs> like fresh shit oh it was so like i could probably make myself gag <laughs> and we had to it's 11 o'clock at night so yeah. we can't go moving or we can't see anything we have no idea where this pile is right it was a putrid pile oh yeah (laughs) and then we were like all right screw tent camping we'll get a cabin Mm -hmm. and that was this is the last time Mm -hmm. we ever went quote unquote camping Mm -hmm. we went to the adirondacks we rented a cabin and it rained literally the entire weekend yeah like three or four days like we had booked like five days we left a day early nonstop. we couldn't ride our bikes we couldn't walk we couldn't swim we couldn't have campfires like it was too wet we couldn't sit outside and yeah and when we packed everything up finally yep and and we're pulling out yep the fucking sun came out yep can't even make it up that was that ridiculous yep And we were like, we looked at each other like, should we turn around and go back? Because we still had another night there. Yeah. And we were like, screw it. Yeah. One thing about the the tent down the shit, mm-hmm. I don't think it rained that that weekend we were there. That was like one weekend that we camped that it didn't rain. Yeah. That we were was, on a pile of shit. Yeah, it was bone dry <laughs> and that steaming pile of shit yeah. just like cooked under our tent. <laughs> awesome. We marinated that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a ugh. <laughs> that was really bad. So, anyways, right. <laughs> should we uh, play our last segment of songs? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so I know we kind of mentioned this on the Facebooks, but we are doing part two with Danny Loker in a couple weeks. Yep. And um, if anyone out there listened to. Part one, mm-hmm. we had a blast. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We had a ton of questions for Danny, but all yeah. of us had to work super early the next day. So we kind of had to wrap it up at a decent hour. Yep. So my point here is if you have any questions, mm-hmm. either based 
based on part one mm-hmm. or any questions that you've ever had for Danny mm-hmm. that you want asked, mm-hmm. just send us a private message and we'll yeah. try and squeeze them in. Absolutely. I think it'll be a fun way Me to too. engage people. Yeah. So. And I think other people have different perspective and questions that we might not think of at all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's wrap this episode up, starting with Unflesh with Bestowal of Decay. Yeah, and they're from New Hampshire. We don't play enough from New Hampshire. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, then after that, we're going to hear some really cool black and thrash metal from Black Mass. We're going to hear the song High Priest in Black. And then we're going to go into Digest from Germany with Infested with Greed. And that's digest with an exclamation point at the end. Yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And don't be an asshole. And also, Grandma wanted to add this in. Keep keep on canning.
Die!